Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Chicago, welcome into the Chicago Sports Podcast presented by Goose Island. Goose Island is the official beer of CHGO. Find one of their Chicago locations at gooseisland.com forward slash locations. What's up, everyone? Kevin Kaduck, head of content at CHGO Sports, joining joining you live from Nashville, the Gaylord Opryland Hotel MLB Winter Meetings. To my left is Herb Lawrence of the CHO White Sox podcast. To my right is Luke Stuckmeyer of the CHO Cubs podcast. And we are kicking off three full days worth of shows here uh, in Nashville. It's a big winter meetings for the Cubs and the White Sox. And we're really excited to be here. We're going eight people deep. So we're trying to talk to as many people as possible, leaving no stone unturned as we head into the 2024 season. Guys, thanks for making the trip with us. Oh, man, huh? How about this, Herb? I wouldn't miss it for the world. This is my first winter meeting. I hope it's not my last. It's just so exciting to see all the people I see on TV around this building, even White Sox chairman Jerry Reinsdorf, who I just saw. It's amazing. All, yeah. all the all the who's who are doing it right now. They're right here? now, I saw Ken Rosenthal. I saw Passan. I, I saw Morosi. I saw Nightingale. They're all Castro Vince. Jesse that's Rogers. Some, somebody came up to Herb though and said, "You're the stars of YouTube, guys." That's right? Yeah, that's what they and, said, and that's that's the new generation. Uh, so all those people that Herb said, "I'm glad that I saw them." I've heard they're saying the same thing about Herb. Uh, sorry, kids. Shoot, for, <laughs> shoot, shoot a little higher. Come on, kids. Hit that like button if you're watching from home. Like, apparently, CHGO Bears just wrapped up, and a lot of people came in over from that. Nice, so we nice. appreciate you. Uh, CHGO is just trying to cover every single thing in Chicago sports and do it to the best of our ability. And we're glad you're here because we could not do it without you. We're just kicking things off here. I think it's been a slowish kind of morning, not a not a huge um, amount of news out there. Uh, we're going to be looking at a lot of things. Will the White Sox trade Dylan Cease? Vinny Duber has a great article looking at that situation as the White Sox come in here at a crossroads in, 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 in with that franchise, uh, with the Cubs, obviously there's a lot of storylines that we're going to be following there. Ryan Herrera looked at four of them. And the biggest one of course is where will Shohei Atani sign? Mm-hmm. The Cubs have been it, rumored as one of the teams being in on the, uh, in on the sweepstakes, but it's been a secretive process. Uh, so let's just start there. Like, where do we think Shohei is going to go? Listen, that's, that's the, the $600 million question, right? And, and it's really the first domino that has to fall at these winter meetings. Hopefully it happens at the winter meetings because I feel like there's a lot of teams 
that are a little bit handcuffed by this right now because they want to see who he's going to choose. And if, if he doesn't choose their team, how do they pivot and move to the next big fish in the, in the pond? And the Cubs are in that group. Um, but it's how long do you hang in there for him? Yeah. You know, you can't, you can't let it go too long and then let guys start to slip away. But I think that's really slow. That's why I believe it is slow so far. I, I mean, he changes any franchise he goes to immediately. Like I would say, you know, the Cubs should do whatever it takes. I literally, whatever it takes. This is a once in a generational talent. And yes, there are a lot of other contenders who have, who might have more money, but the Cubs are a unique brand themselves. And so Shohei Itani sets you up for future success with both on the field and off the field, the Japanese market. I mean, the Cubs had a little taste of that when they had Kosuke Fukudome and they saw how in his rookie year, which he had a great rookie year, I think he made the all-star team, how much fervor there was for him. Imagine having a better player in Shohei Itani. So like put out all the stops, like do whatever it needs to be done to get this man on the Cubs because it's so vital for this city as we've been talking about this city of Chicago has been pretty much down sports wise for a long time. You bring Shohei Itani here, everybody in this town, every single person in this town is excited. Even white Sox fans. I'm, I'm going to games. <laughs> I'm giving, I know my team ain't going to sign him. I, I could go over there to Jerry and ask him. He's like on the, <laughs> down the street if he wants to sign him, but he already said he's not. So I'm man, I wish he signs for the Cubs, but in my heart of hearts, I think he's going to stay in the West coast. And I'm thinking maybe the giants because of, large Asian population, specifically Japanese population in that city. They missed on two big free agents last year with Aaron Judge and Carlos Correa. So they have money available and they want to probably make a splash uh, just firing their um, manager and getting a new manager and Bob Melvin in there. They probably want to make a splash on the free agent market. And what bigger splash is there than Shohei Itani? It seems like most of the money is on the Dodgers because it does make the most sense. But I think when you, you bring in a, so many different bidders in here, Okay, how crazy is this going to get? How big is the money going to get? Is it going to get past six hundred million dollars? Um, who's going to come in on the on this? Uh, John Paul Morosi uh, talked a little earlier this morning. Reported on MLB Network that the Braves aren't out of the mix, and that was crazy. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know if it's crazy to you, Luke. Well, can you imagine him in that lineup? That's the only thing I think <laughs> of. Is like you you see the people like to put out on, on social media, the potential or projected lineups. And you've seen Soto potentially with the Yankees, but imagine that Braves team with Shohei Otani. And and then in another year, adding him to that rotation, it would be nothing's a guarantee in baseball. We found that out, but they'd be the, they'd be the odds on favorite. That's for sure. It, really. So with the Dodgers, I think if, if you put him on the Dodgers, that changes their team too. Yeah. I mean, but when you're talking about 500 to 600 million dollars, it is still a gamble. I'm not I'm not saying the Cubs shouldn't do it. They should do it. But when you're talking about that type of money for that long, for that long, you are putting heavy heavy stock in the in the future of your franchise on one guy. Mm-hmm. One guy. That is that's the danger of it. And that's why some teams are are taking themselves out of it. I don't know if that's the reason Jerry and the White Sox are doing it, but <laughs> Listen, uh, and I know, and I know you said the Dodgers. That's everybody we talked to in the lobby said Dodgers. 
everybody, the who's who that we talked about, they all say the Dodgers yeah, we've, for the, for the right. most part. And that's because they believe he wants to stay out there with the weather. He's a routine guy. He's going to want the same stuff. Um, and he, he wouldn't have to hardly basically move. He could just stay there. Okay. Well then that means the Cubs are going to have to find a way to give him something that those teams can't. Mm-hmm. And I, the reason I don't think he's coming to the Cubs is I don't know what that is because I don't think they're going to outbid all those teams. Right there, there's big money out there. I don't think they're going to outbid them all. So now you have to find something else, and I don't know what that is. Maybe like uh, Jenny's ice creams. I, I, I don't know what it is. I mean, I don't think the raising having, canes I don't th- across the street. Really? I don't think having say a Suzuki on the t- people say, "Oh, say a, your your yeah. fellow countryman is enough." I I don't think that is enough. So they're going to have to get creative. They're going to have to show him this is the future of our team. How would you like to own? Hotel Zachary, <laughs> literally <laughs> Hotel Shohei has a nice ring to it. But I use this argument with the White Sox and why they should sign him. And I know it's not going to happen, but the Cubs can offer and many teams can offer Shohei more than what other teams in the same race can. You go to the Dodgers. Yes, he is number one. He is the guy. But also you're sharing ink with Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Clayton Kershaw's not there anymore, but Walker Bueller, and it goes on. And if you come to the Cubs, and yes, those sixteen guys—they're legends forever. But imagine you come to the Cubs and you win another World Series, and you chose the Cubs over all those teams. Yeah. You're gonna be a legend in this town for years on end, like no other team. Do any of the eighty-five Bears pay for any beers? Do any of the 2005 White yeah. Sox pay for anything in this town? Like, it's so few and far between that we get champions in this town, and especially a champion that chose to come here. Like, our biggest free agent signing in White, I mean, in Chicago history is arguably Marion Hosa or John Lester. Both legends in this town, even though they didn't play that much in this town. Imagine Shohei Tani makes that choice over all the teams that are rumored right now, and he comes to the Cubs and brings home a championship. Yeah. You're a legend times two, times three in Chicago. And like I said, everybody in Chicago is going to be interested. Even if you're a hater, you're like, one of the best players in baseball history is here in my same town. I got to go and see him. The one thing like I, I wonder about, okay, like what, what do the Cubs mean to Shohei Atani? When he was growing up and playing baseball, did the Cubs mean anything to him growing up? What do the Cub, What does the Cubs brand mean in Japan? I don't know that it's big i definitely know it's not as big as the dodgers or the yankees or the red sox Mm -hmm. but to me that is a reason for the cubs to go out and write that check because if you get shohei atani on the cubs suddenly everybody in japan is about the cubs Mm -hmm. right yeah and you can sell that 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 advertising you can can sell games over there there's so so many more different avenues of revenue mm-hmm. that the cubs tap into and obviously they've they have wired wrigley field for every single dollar they can get as they should but this is a way to go even beyond that even though you're outlaying five or six hundred million dollars you can't get that back over the course of 10 11 or 12 years easily like it's pennywise and pound foolish to think that you're paying 600 million dollars and think of that as not a great investment because you're going to make that back tenfold. 
maybe in, before the contract even ends because of how much, like you're saying, the Japanese market, yeah. the whole market of Major League Baseball. Remember, he's been playing on the West Coast his whole career. And so, yes, the Angels are a good team, and they have the other second-best player in the league right now with Mike Trout there. But late games, always late games. Shohei would have a chance to play day games here on Wrigley. 120 starts on Fridays. Just being that guy. And this is just him batting this year. That's it. Imagine when he rehabs and he wants to pitch next year. Just being a phenomenal player. Like, it is much more of a spotlight here in Chicago and much more of a national spotlight. Because when Chicago is good, the nation pays attention. I think one of the ways the Cubs could do it, potentially to draw him in, would be multiple opt-outs. Right? Give him the opportunity to hit that market again. Play, mm-hmm. Prove that you are back to being a full-time pitcher in two years, and then you can hit the market again. No, I don't want that, though. And No, <laughs> no, no I mean, you, you don't want to, but but if you – it's get him in the door. Mm-hmm. Get him in the door. But look at the teams that we've had rumored about being involved in this, right? You mentioned the Braves today with uh, John Paul Morosi, the Dodgers, Cubs, Blue Jays, Giants, Angels. All of those teams have something to prove. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, not so much the Braves. I, I don't think I don't think the Braves really need him. Any team could use him, but I don't think they need him. The Dodgers have one World Series and it's the shortened season. Mm-hmm. Right. Mickey Mouse season. Yep. Don't get me wrong. Great franchise. I would love to be the Dodgers. I love the way they do it. They have great players, but they haven't done it. They haven't won it. Enough. They've got to prove to their fan base that they're this powerhouse that they want to be Blue Jays. They've had nothing but disappointment. Every year I pick them to win the World Series or get to the World Series, and every year I'm sitting there twiddling my thumbs saying, well, what happened to the Blue Jays? Giants, Angels, same thing. All want to get back in the picture. The Angels have had nothing, obviously. I'll I'll be shocked if he goes back to the Angels. I will. I'll, I'll be shocked if he goes back. Way more than I would be. than it, If I had to say Angels or Cubs, I know some people think Angels. I think the Cubs have a better shot than the Angels do. And I don't know if they have a better shot than the Dodgers. And think about the legendary story of Andre Dawson. This is the thing that the White Sox. <laughs> Cubs Hall of Famer, Andre Dawson. Exactly. What the Cubs can do where it's they gave him a blank check, theoretically. Do the same. Let Shohei sign himself. Hey, man, we're not here to quibble about money. That's not important. You want our team. Put down number. We got it. We're the Ricketts. We got, we'll find the money. I mean, if Peter Seidler, rest in peace, found the money for the San Diego Padres in that market, the Cubs can find the market to pay for Shohei Itani, and the blank check might get it done. And I'm not saying theoretical blank check. I'm talking about an actual blank check. And you say, you name your price, we got you. And, yes, those opt-outs would be good too, Luke. And I'm, I'm in for whatever needs to be taken because I don't think people realize – how damn good this man is even just as a hitter you changes your lineup as a cubs you lose uh cody bellinger and you get Shohei otani great sorry cody enjoy yankees shout out to scott segerman who says i would love to see otani but i would love to see glasnow montgomery chapman alonzo as well what is the best option second tommy john surgery how do you respond to that luke or herb I understand what he's saying. You spread that money around and like the point you're making earlier, just, you know, Shoei Tani goes down with a hamstring injury and it's out two weeks or three weeks. That's tough because you're paying him a boatload of money. So you're putting all your eggs into one basket. Yeah. I get the point of, you know, getting all these players who are kind of good, but 
until the Shohei Tani sweepstakes is exhausted, you don't look at those other people. You can still go get those people after if you fought, fail on Shohei Tani or if you succeed on Shohei Tani, you can still go and get those people. So, yeah, I say spend the money and focus the money on Shohei Tani. There's, there's two sides to it, right? I've said it all along that the danger in signing Otani is the same as the excitement. You get two and one. Potentially, when he gets mm-hmm. healthy, you get two and one. You get a pitcher. The danger is that that guy gets hurt and you lose your best pitcher and your best hitter on your team at one time. But it's worth the gamble because he's a generational player. And the people and teams that like to take, oh, inst- I'm not going to sign whoever. I'm not going to sign Aaron Rodgers in his prime because I can get three to other players that will fill each role. Guys, it never works out. It almost never works out. That's, that's the you White take Sox the philosophy. superstar player. Like the White Sox had Manny Machado in the building, lowballed him, and then said the money will be spent, and the money was spent on different people, but we'll right. see how that worked out. Like you get a superstar like Manny Machado, Bryce Harper, Shohei Itani. You, for the most part, these people have been healthy throughout their career, and they have been done damage in the field. Yeah. So you don't worry about spending the money and spreading it around with – lesser people unless that's your only option i think some of the trepidation if you're a cubs fan though too is if you commit that much money and something happens something goes south and i don't think it will but you never know will the rickets then cut the check to get them out of the trouble and and that's what the 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 yankees did in the past that's what the dodgers have done the red sox have done it cubs have never done that cubs if if you know they got into the Hayward contract, and 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 that was that, right? Yeah. They they weren't gonna. It, it didn't become dead money to them. No. They're not willing to to, to to say dead money. So I can definitely see. Okay, if you wanted to diversify your holdings, but at the same time, the overall impact that Shohei Itani brings to your franchise is something that no other player has can do now. Can do have done in the past, and probably will in the future. We're not talking, and we're not talking about stocks we're not saying diverse diversify your <laughs> portfolio you know yeah. we're, like, we're talking about a generational player that's the best in the game and and pretty close to the best as a pitcher and as a hitter like and and he's in his prime and you can get him and put him on your team you do it if you can do it and i see in the chat and i'm, I'm not disagreeing um someone's saying you know the Cubs are lacking what LA has. They don't. They don't have the location to Japan. They don't have the Japanese population. They don't have. But they were close the first time around. Yes. And hopefully, whatever they pitched him that didn't quite work has changed. Their farm system is now greatly improved from where it was. Maybe they have a few more th- tricks up their sleeve this time around. Listen, I haven't seen their name taken out of it. We had Otani's camp actually come out and say it doesn't have to be the West Coast. Mm. Now that's strategic because you'd like to keep raising the price for your for your client, but but they're not out of it. You haven't heard anybody say the Cubs have backed out. And I hear that argument about want to stay on the West Coast. It's a long trip to Japan. An extra four hours is not going to ruin his day. What? And he's and somebody points out here, and De La Cruz says he's not going to Japan during the season, anyways. No, he's not and, going on the weekend. Yeah, like it, it, and he'll be used. He'll be used during the All Star game, so he can't do it then. So yes, it's not a thing where he's going every day and commuting from Japan to America, and so he's going to pick the best situation for himself: West Coast, Central Canada, wherever it's at. And so I don't think that has any 
relevance into what he's going to be doing. It shouldn't, at least. And like, what's an extra four hours on a trip to Japan from America? Nothing. And he's taken first class, so he's good. You know what that is? It's three hours more than what we just did. Yes. I didn't even know we took a flight this morning to Nashville. Yeah, under one hour was. was great. That was the best flight, like, experience I've had in a while. Got to spread out a little bit. Yeah, everyone had their own row. Oh, magical. There was a 175-seat plane. There was 40 of us on there. <laughs> 20% of them belong to CHGO. And then the hotel had a Cinnabon. <laughs> I mean, what? Am I living uh, in a fantasy land? What's going on? Gary here? said that his slight concern is, will Otani pitch again? One thing I, I wonder, I, I don't know if I've necessarily gotten this answer satisfactorily. Like, are you getting him at a discount right now? Because you're not sure. Is, is this? I, th- is I think this- the demand... I- I wondered that too when he got hurt, but I think the demand is so high the same. because people believe he can come back from yeah. it. The funny thing is, like, we just keep on adding on like hundreds of millions of dollars. Well, you know, the the biggest contract that's been handed out was what three hundred sixty million. So, like, even it gets a five hundred million is yeah. is almost uh, you know a fifty percent increase to get up to six hundred million. It's you know. There's no way he's getting less than five hundred million, right? Shouldn't be, unless he's thinking about shorter years, like you're talking about, and he's thinking, "Hey, let me just do five years, re-enter the market in between those five years, have an out like after three. That would be the only way that he's not getting the total five hundred million. Mm-hmm. But if he's going for multiple years, like eight, nine, ten, oh yeah, he's going to eclipse that easily, and he should. Rob German says Shohei's dog will have his own plane. Is his name Wrigley? <laughs> sure, <hope so. laughs> that hasn't worked out. Sheffield, something like that. Yeah, Sheffield. <laughs> yeah, I think that it's a no-brainer to come to the Cubs. It's hard for me as a White Sox to say that, but they're ready to go. Mm. They're ready to compete. They're ready to spend money, and you sign the highest manager in this offseason by doing that clandestine move that they did to get uh, counsel here from the Brewers. You have to match that with a move that signifies that you're real. So that's either Shohei Itani. That's signing back uh, Cody Bellinger. That's trading for Juan Soto. Something like that. You just don't sign the big-time manager and just say, okay, we got a good manager. Yeah. Let's go out Let's go out in the field and uh, compete with this with Craig Council. No, you have to match that move with another move, and I think that other move would be Shohei Itani. And I know Cub fans don't need me to say that, but if you're doubting as a Cub fan that he would be worth it, stop. He is great. He is the best player in baseball history. I'm not saying that lightly. Better than Babe Ruth, because Babe Ruth only did this for two years. This man does it <laughs> consistently. And he, maybe you're not pitching in 2024, but he he's aiming to pitch in 2025, and that bat will still play yeah, every day. Well, it's been an exciting winter meetings. It's going to continue to be an exciting winter meetings. Whenever those big moves happen, we are ready to go live with Emergency Podcast here in Nashville. And the reason we're able to do that is because of our sponsors, uh, and we have great sponsors. Uh, the next one we're going to tell you about is Midtown Athletic. Last Wednesday, Herb and I were out there at the Bucktown Lincoln Park location, Country Club, Absolute Country Club. They have four Chicago locations. In, in addition to that one, Palatine in the northwest suburbs, Bannockburn in the North Shore, and Willowbrook in the southwest suburbs. That one in Palatine has launched a multi-million dollar transformation of the club, which will be complete in early 2024, and listeners can lock in favorable favorable rates if they join before the end of the year. No matter which one you join, they have something for everyone, single people, families with kids, people looking to make lifestyle changes. 
And like we've said, it's really the nicest fitness club that I've ever been in. It was like a day at the spa, really. Yeah. To call it a fitness club is underselling it greatly. <laughs> yeah. The one thing I, I love was uh, like the locker rooms. Locker, usually you go to locker rooms, kind of dingy. Mm-hmm. This yeah. one, private shower stalls. Uh, for someone with lettuce like mine, they had Dyson hair dryers. I don't know if you guys oh, know about wow. You yeah. probably don't know about the Dyson hair dryers. I don't, I don't know. Worry They're about great. It. These things are around $500 a pop. <gasps> yeah. Wow. And they, you don't have to bring your own lock. They have your wristband I when you're that. a member. That and you just awesome. hit it, and then your locker can lock and yeah. unlock with your own wristband. Towels. Great. Towels. Piles and piles of towels. Towels. As many as lotions, you, as many as you want towels. or need. If you want to wrap yourself in <laughs> towels. Saunas. Everything. Let's talk about what you could do there. There's the arena, uh, which I tried out some uh, high-intensity interval training. Uh, there was yoga at the Samadhi room. That was a little tougher for me, believe it or not. Um, we did some cardio tennis out there, that which go? was great with, with Carm. It was fun. Good. Real fun. Good. They, they have the best tennis courts in programming the sport. Midtown has indoor, outdoor tennis, pickleball, and paddle tennis, USTA, professional quality all the way. So, look, if you want to go out and check out Midtown, we want uh, you to tell them that you heard about, heard about them on our show. Head over to midtown.com forward slash CHGO to find out more. Set up that tour for Midtown Athletic Club. They will treat you as nicely as they have us. What a place. Absolutely. Swank. And there's also game time. All right. You want me to tell you about game time? Tell me about game time. All right. I'll tell you about game you don't time. Need, you don't need tickets to come to the MLB winter meetings, but. Listen, game time's the deal. I've been looking at some tickets. I don't want to say what they are because my wife might be listening to the podcast, but I've been thinking holiday ideas, right? And so I thought, listen, do I just throw the money down on these tickets to this? And I, all of a sudden it popped in my head. Why would you do that, you fool? You wait till the end and game time gives you the best chance of getting the best deal. Fast, easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Uh, killer last minute deals, all in prices. And the best part is they got that view your seat. So you can see exactly the view from the seat that you're, you're purchasing. So you don't have and to you're gonna need that because when Shoei signs with the Wrigley, there's some obstructed views there. That exactly. So game time will hook you up with the view of what you're going to get. You want to make sure when you go to Wrigley field, you don't have a big pole in your way. That's what you want to make sure. Uh, but you know, you can use it for bulls games this this winter you can use it for Blackhawks games you want to see Connor Bedard or it's any of the great comedy shows music uh, events that are coming to the United Center one thing about Chicago is we have an endless supply of entertainment mm-hmm. right and so game time is the best way to experience all of that those last minute deals are great they they guarantee that easy to find and buy tickets you view those seats from your phone and game time is the only ticketing app that lets you Gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. Um, you buy those tickets in two seconds, two little tabs, ding, 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 done. And they're obsessed with finding uh, ways to save you money on these tickets. Uh, take the guesswork out of buying your tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code CHGO for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem with the code, spell it out, CHGO. For $20 off, download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Somebody in the, the chat just said that Shohei just followed Logan Webb on Instagram. I don't know if that's a joke or not. And I'm kind of ashamed if I'm, I was looking at Twitter to see what that was all does about. Does he have a Twitter? I, I don't know. Uh, it's got to be a joke. Yeah, yeah. probably. 
Sure, don't, don't ever web have that good of an Instagram. Don't believe the internet. Don't believe what you hear. Don't believe the internet, says Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we talked about Shohei Otani. That's the biggest story of the Cubs. For the White Sox, it's what's up with Dylan Seeds. And he's obviously their best trade chip, not named Lewis Robert Jr. Um, when we leave here, Herb, do you mm-hmm. think Dylan Cease will be the staff ace of the Chicago White Sox? We leave on Thursday. I believe, no, he will be on his way to a different team because they're hell-bent on getting, not even getting rid of him. They understand the dynamics, the financials that their owner doesn't really sign pitchers two years past four. And he's coming up on his two years until he's a free agent. Signed Scott Boris, I think, last year in the offseason. And you know how the White Sox have dealt with Scott Boris in the past. Not very well. And so to get premium value back for Dylan Cease, I think is the right move because we're talking about the starting pitching market right now. You already got Aaron Nola going back to Philadelphia. Blake Snell's out there. Uh, Yamamoto's out there. If Dylan Cease was out on this free agent market, where would he be? Like right there in that same realm, even though we had an off year. But like, unlike most pitchers in this market, he posts every single game. You'll see Dylan Cease out there, 32 games in 21, 33 games in 22, 33 games in 23. The man pitches every fifth day, and he pitches pretty well for the most part. And so his contract, I think, is arbitration eligible. Most are saying in the next two years, he'll make like 24 millions total. And so you're sending out these contracts where Sonny Gray is going to be making that in one year. So he's very, very uh, marketable and very, very valuable to some teams like the Braves who don't want to really spend a lot of more money than they already have. And they have prospects to, to gather the same thing with the Orioles who has a lot of prospects and major league talent to give to the White Sox as they went to the first round of the playoffs this year after winning the AL East and summarily dismissed, mostly because their starting pitching was so weak. I think the White Sox are in the driver position right now to ask for the price and get it from one of these teams. And I think Chris Getz and his staff are ready to pull the trigger mm-hmm. here in, in person at the Opryland because it's just so good. And what does having one good starting pitcher mean to you? Not really. If you can make your team better quickly by trading your starting pitcher at the top of your rotation, you should do it, especially you know that you're not going to re-sign him. Wait, but then do you, do you trade Luis Robert too? The only problem with Luis Robert, he's got four years left on his contract and $17 million annual average value there. You're not going to get the value you need back returning from another team. Say if the Orioles just gave all their prospects back to the White Sox, even Jackson Holiday. I don't even think you get value back because the player is so good. And then the contract is so good and he's cost controlled. So for everything that is involved with Luis Robert, there's not going to be teams that are like, yeah, I'll give up half of my minor league staff or guys who are coming up like Jackson holiday to acquire a a center fielder like him. And they already have a pretty good center fielder in Cedric Mullins. So the need's not there for the Orioles for other teams. I don't think they have enough prospects and or players to get the equal value for the white Sox. So yeah, I, Theoretically, yeah, that would be a, a move that you would do, but I don't think it makes sense for the White Sox because you don't get the actual value back for Luis Robert, and it doesn't make you a better team if you trade Luis Robert. Yeah, I, I kind of wonder what the timing of the cease trade. I think it, you know, depending on the uh, what you get for him, I think it is the right right thing to move. I think you make 
you make a parallel with the Chris Sale trade that kind of kicked off this rebuild or yep. whatever, whatever this era of White Sox <laughs> stuff is. Um, you know, cost control guy, guy that, you know, less of an injury risk than Sale though too, right? Correct. Um, and and uh, not as much of a problem. Oh. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, not, yes. not, not I, not I, agree. I agree. It is an apples to apples comparison with the Sale trade because Ace of the staff. They had grown tired of Chris Sale. Right, right. I don't think they're tired of Dylan Cease. No. So that that's. But if you need to restock that farm system somehow, Cease is the guy to do it. No, but I do wonder though. Is like, is this going to happen within the next forty-eight to seventy-two hours? I don't know because is, is it going to be the sort of obviously teams? Most teams would probably ra- rather write a check. GMs mm-hmm. at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, some owners would would rather you, you you deal some prospects. So, I think it probably going to take a little while longer for something to come together, but, but you never know. I mean, people get together in the bar down here, things start flying around. And the next thing you know, I'm waking Herb up to get on an emergency <laughs> podcast because they just moved uh, Dylan C's. Oh, I thought you were saying Herb's going to have to wake up after it gets a little crazy in the bar. <laughs> uh, not tonight, friends. I'm going okay. right to sleep. Um, but yeah, I hear what you're saying. I think that uh, Dylan C's has, a lot of value and i know what the teams would yeah it's just money you could just pay money instead of the prospects that you would have to give for dylan cease but i think some teams also value the cost control that you'll have with dylan cease and the two years of availability even if you're not dead set on him re-signing this is why dylan cease has more suitors than uh, a show atani would because even the little teams like the Cincinnati Reds, who are a team that won eight, what 83 games last year, 82 games last year, they're not in the market for the big time pitchers like Yamamoto or Shoei Itani or Blake Snell. But they can trade a couple of their prospects or major league talent to get Dylan Cease and just have those two years of him being on the team and then maybe dominating the NL Central and getting to the playoffs. So you have more teams bidding on his services than a regular uh, team who would be trying to get free agents instead of this guy who is relatively inexpensive and at the top of the market and uh, an ace usually, but this year was a little off, but he goes yeah. to the NL Central. I think he'll reform, he'll regain his ace form and know that he's going to be paid in two years after he leaves the Reds. Cause you know, they're not going to sign him after that. Shout out to Barb who says Sox should bring back Andy the clown and let him be the manager. Barb, I have some bad news for you. Andy the Clown's been dead for probably about 30 years. The, act- <laughs> the actual person? Andy the Clown, the guy uh, from the, the Bozo guy, show? I was like, no, Andy the Clown, the guy from the White Sox games? I'm, too, usually, yeah. I'm too young. That was That's the first time, time I ever said that. Yeah, I'm too young for that. Look up Andy the Clown. He's, I thought he was Andy, terrifying Andy to was a young the clown White were from Bozo, him and... That was Cookie. Oh, Cookie. Oh, okay. Doo-doo-doo-doo-doo. Oh, my these kids these days <laughs> cookie man uh jim leland uh just at a press conference he got into the hall of fame did he smoke during it you have a cigarette? i would have i would hope so um i wanted to have him on set here but we have a strict no smoking policy on set so that that did that i can't smoke Dan- my marbles i'm out i'm glad he got in though i mean jim leland well deserved. I thought he was already in the Hall of Fame. He should have really? been in the Hall of Fame for a long time. Like what he did with the Pirates and the Tigers, are Marlins and the Marlins. Yeah, yeah one he's one a, World Series. He's a Hall. He is a Hall of Fame. If you say that name to him, I think Hall of Fame manager. Yeah. yeah. Now Lou Pinella being uh, one vote away. Sad. 
that hurts. It's crazy. How and we're stuff talking to out. somebody, and they said that they're not going to vote for another six years. So yeah. Panella's going against at that time. Probably Dusty Baker is going to be getting in at that time. Maybe Bruce Bochy at that time. Terry Francona. Terry Francona. This is going to be tough for him to get in ever at that time because of those managers. So great. And that's sad. Sweet Lou's Mariners and Sweet Lou's Cubs, Reds, awesome. He should be a Hall of Famer. I don't understand why baseball is so exclusive in their letting in players and coaches for their Hall of Fame. It's He's a Hall of Famer. If you say to anybody our age about Lou Pinella, like, yeah, that's a Hall of Famer. Listen, uh, Chicago baseball. Yeah, look, (laughs) look, look, look. look. I'm not a dragon. Uh, (laughs) Chicago baseball. It may not have been the best stretch of Chicago baseball, but both teams were relevant. And when you had Ozzy on one side uh, and Lou on the other, there was no better beat to cover than Chicago baseball. Every day, one of them gave you something just spectacular. Yeah. And, and they're just fun to talk to. Once the microphones went off, I mean, obviously, sometimes Ozzy would say some shit where it was like, yeah, uh, should that be going to yeah. the paper? Like, Maybe what not. Is that on the record? Uh, you know, what did you just say about uh, certain sometimes columnist. Uh, I, I had a fun interaction with with Lou once. Microphones went off, and it was just me and him sitting there. And I said, "Lou, you've been having a good weekend." Oh yeah, we uh we went out to dinner. Where'd you go out to dinner, Lou? We went to this new place, Frontera uh, Frontera Grill. This was for what Frontera yeah. Grill just opened. It was the yeah, hottest yeah. restaurant Eek. to get into town. I was like, oh, yeah, that's really good. I, I can't get in there. How, you know, did you, you know, did they just let you in because you're the Cubs manager? Oh, no, I just went in there. They said it was like a half, you know, a, a three-hour wait. We just found ourselves a spot at the bar. <laughs> I was like, Lou, you're the Cubs manager. You could have got a spot there. We don't want to put anyone out. Why are you playing air baseball at? Yeah, that's amazing. Luke Pinnell yeah. should be calling shots. He's just a regular dude. Like, I'm going to get the bar. He, he showed up once to a, a spring training workout. At that time, it was Hohokam and Mesa. The Cubs were at. And Lou was supposed to talk at, like, 9 o'clock every morning. And he didn't show up till like, 10.30. We were all standing out there in the sun, baking, waiting for him. He showed up. His hair was all kind of all over the place. And I'm like, what's going on here? I'm like, where's he been? Comes out and he starts telling us how he had the prickly pear margarita the night before. <laughs> and how great it was. And I was just like... I'll, I'll tell you one thing. I, he looks, I know he where he was. In, he looks really good these days. Yeah. Like he's cut a lot of weight. Like he looks, you know, he looks. A, he's not an old baseball man anymore. He's just like a nice old man. Now so. his his run didn't end the way I think uh, any Cubs fan hoped it would. I mean, so. what other manager would fight his reliever and Rob Dibble like in the <laughs> dugout? Like none this time this time of the year. Like he is brave, great. With baseball, I know Cub fans have a bad taste in their mouth with him, and I see Barb talking about Dusty Baker. Boo! Dusty Baker is a Hall of Famer. Don't disrespect that man's name. That man yeah, took five separate too. teams to the playoffs. That's hard, and he won a, his World Series with the Houston Astros. The amount of victories he has in his win column, yeah, unbelievable. I mean, what he did with the Cubs is nothing short of spectacular, and we always talk about it. Two thousand three was a, a fluke that they didn't win. So, yes, yeah. Dusty Baker gets should get his respect. We're going to talk about uh, some other people we've seen around the lobby here at the winter meetings in Nashville, uh, but first. I want to let you know that if you own a business, it is getting easier for businesses to switch to electric vehicles. That's something we can all get behind for the health of the planet and the well-being of all of us who share it. 
indeed and my computer is frozen well, the, well let me tell you herb the the electric grid is evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs and uh, all we have to do is move with confidence toward an electric tomorrow whether you have uh one delivery van or a whole fleet of shipping trucks comed can help you guide and make you the change make the changes that uh, make sense for you so if you're own a business what what should you do well just go to comed.com clean to learn more about the resources fleet rebates and infrastructure incentives available to help businesses go electric if you own a business don't wait start making your plan today to switch to electric vehicles good for business good for the planet good for all of us go to comed.com slash clean did you say comed.com slash clean thanks for asking kevin i did yeah now go <laughs> and go electric connect with us to a better way of doing business and a better future for generations to come Awesome. I'm going to talk to the uh, the owner of our building, see if he can put some uh, electric ports down there in, in, in the old garage. Maybe I can switch to an electric vehicle. Yeah, that would be nice. See what he says. Uh, hey, guys, you, you've been checking out the uh, Circus Sportsbook? I have. Oh, Unbelievable. Tight money lines, low hole model. They like to keep as little money as possible on large market bets. What I like about them is they don't limit players based on their winnings. So a guy like Cody Del Mendo doesn't get limited. Sure, he's he's got a whole second career going at it where he's just stuffing money in his pockets from Circa, but they don't they don't limit what he can do. And their customer service is unmatched. They have real people behind the Circa Sports brand who resolve any issues if there are any in a timely fashion, unlike other books who just use those chat bots. And who doesn't hate a chat bot? It's like the worst thing that ever happened to us is a chat bot um so they got real people all i read a story by the way on the evils of ai on the way down here doesn't look good no it scares me it scares me a little alan bit. iverson no oh no it, nothing evil about ai <laughs> talking about <laughs> practice uh download the circus sports illinois app at circusports.com slash illinois dash app to sign up today and also be on the lookout for circa events watch parties and tailgates if you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling call 1-800-GAMBLER that's 1-800-426-2537 text g-a-m-b to 833-234 or visit are you really winning.com you visit are you really winning.com and you go there does it just like have a like big no <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's complicated um yeah uh people have been actually asking is this the only winter meetings pod we are going to be doing today the answer to that is an emphatic no we at least have two more today chgo white Sox will be coming uh at 5 30 uh, pedro grifal is going to be talking at three just right off here off camera and then i think chris gets maybe talking a little while like after four. that yeah right and then uh CHO Cubs will be live at 7 p.m. from the same spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Carter Hawkins is talking yeah. today. Carter so today, Jed tomorrow. We'll see what's going on with that. I don't. I, I don't know if Carter's going to spill any beans, but we'll see. We'll see what they have to say. Huh. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. Follow all of our winter meetings coverage. We got a lot of cool social stuff too. Uh, Casey Standerhar put together a video of some really big national names from Bob Nightingale to Ken Rosenthal with their predictions on where Shohei Otani will go. So check that out. That's a pretty cool video. I know everyone's going to enjoy that. Um, People we've seen around here. Uh I saw in not full Brewers uniform, but a hat and a jersey, 
their new signee, Jackson Churio, he did a press conference here. He's 19 years old. He just signed an eight-year, $82 million deal. He's an outfielder prospect. He's only played six games above the double-A level, but he's anywhere from uh, some people consider him the top prospect in the game. Um, no one consider him, consider, considers him any lower than three. Uh, there's a lot of speculation. Ken Rosenthal in The Athletic just wrote that he really shortchanged himself by going out and getting that money and securing that bag. Correct. Uh, because not only is it eight years for $82 million, there's two club options for, mm. I think, 2032 and 2033 for $25 a piece. Yeah. So, look, $142 million is a lot for anyone, particularly anyone who grew up poor in Venezuela. But had he waited six or seven months, he might have been able to get a lot more money. So I, I don't know where you really kind of weigh in on this, the Herb. As a position player, I would advise them never to sign an extension before their actual deal runs out. They have you for seven years. After he's done with this deal, what, he'll be 26, like Manny Machado, like Bryce Harper. If he was just to wait and do the regular run-of-the-mill, let them – you know, do my seven years instead of six and let me get out when I'm 26 or 27. Sure, that money he would have made in that time would have been equal to or just below the money he just signed for. And I get it. The bag is enticing. You see those numbers up in the air and you're like, okay, 88 million sounds awesome. My family's going to be taken care of for a while. But you got to think long term. You have to think, am I shortchanging myself hundreds of millions of dollars that you're saying? Those two club options for when he's supposed to be free, he's they're buying up RB years, they're buying up free agent years that he would have been making, like we're talking about Shaoyatani, maybe not that much, but 300 400 million dollars. And he's shortchanging himself. It's not as bad as the Ozzy Albee seven years, 35 million dollar deal that he signed, but somebody's got to advise these kids, especially the kids, as you said, from these poorer nations, from the slums or something like that, that hey. That money looks good in front of you right now, but you're not doing the right thing. You're being penny-wise but pound-foolish because yeah. that money that's going to be there at the end of the, your deal is going to be much more than this is. But congratulations to the kid. Enjoy yourself. Buy all the beers you can. I, I'll be honest with you. I would take the exact opposite approach if I was his agent. And I would just say, what do you need? I know you're only 18 years old, but what do you need? from this career we can't we i don't want to talk out both sides I, sometimes I, I i'll say like it, it shouldn't just be about, about the money for the players he's got 85 million dollars 18 years old that, that that's a lot of dough that changes generations of his family and i i don't want him to look at it necessarily as long term i could have had 300 million by the time i was 26 which may be true right he, he may be making a third of what he could make in the long term if he turns out to be this great player yeah. and has health the cubs have a player who was a top 100 prospect named brennan davis and you can go down baseball and find these guys he was the best prospect in the cubs organization you know what he's had nothing but injuries can't get to the major league level yeah and 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 braylon marquez was also a top cubs prospect and he's had nothing but injuries can't get back and, to and teams, well. it teams, just happens teams have signed, signed these players to the these rb eating deals and before they ever played and it didn't work out i mean scott kingery and the phillies is one that kind of just pops in my mind john singleton <laughs> john singleton um i believe it's that thing it's i mean you know at the end of the day he's still going to be at a position if we're still 
podcasting here 10 years from now, we could be talking about his next deal and he's, he's a potential hall of famer and he's still going to get, get paid. And we might say, Hey, what's it going to take, you know, the, the Cubs to get him down at, uh, down, uh, 94 and can we sign him? I, I, I wish, you know, teams are not going to do this because it's business. I wish they gave something to reward him for this. You know what I mean? Because if, if it does work out, but I think as a, if I were, if I were him, and I'm trying to put myself in his shoes, and I know that I'm 18, and most 18-year-olds think they're invincible, but if he's smart enough to know that he's not invincible, what's, what's the downside of signing the deal? $85 million. What's the downside of not signing that deal? Potentially $85 million. <laughs> Yeah, but I... Right? Count- like, he could end up with nothing. Yeah, I counter with Tim Anderson. Like he signed an extension. I mean, it's different things because Tim Anderson played and then signed his extension with the White Sox. And so instead of getting out early in that deal when he was hot and he was on top of his market, he still had under value mark mm-hmm. under market value money. And so when all these shortstops signed in early 2023, he was looking at him like, oh, man. I see all that money going to Xander Bogarts and Trey Turner. And maybe he's not of that elk and he wasn't at that time either, but he was like, Oh man, I'm cashing out for less than what I am. Kids making 10 million to start. That's more money, more money than he's going to be making than any 20 year old for the most part in the major leagues. But when he turns 26 and he's still making that 10 million, it's going to get a little old. It's going to be a little rough. And then his two RB years are going to be up to uh, where he's making, Five million, good money, but at that time, twenty twenty two, that's probably going to be chump change. And so, yes, I think it should be advisor just wait. Your money will be there eventually if you are the superstar that we believe you are. And also, I think some players, especially if you're looking at White Sox fans, when you sign deals early and you get the money early, the hunger's gone. People say that about Yoan Moncada. People said that about Aloy Jimenez. They used to say about Luis Robert, but you see what Luis Robert did in 2023. So it's very, very tenuous to sign kids to this deal. It's good for the team because the Brewers can afford them, but I think it's worse for the player because he eventually will lose out on some money. But so, I mean, yeah. you you don't you don't see the money already, so you probably don't see that. Well, I, I think money. at the end of the day, I was standing about here, and he was staying where the camera is. He looked like a pretty happy guy. Yeah, 85 million reasons. It's beers on him tonight, even though he's 19. <laughs> we'll drink them for you. We'll, we will drink them for you. Um, what's the, What else has stood, stood out to you guys so far about the winter meetings? We've only been here for about what, five, six hours. Uh, Herb had a really bad piece of pizza. Uh, now just, I feel like almost compelled. The masochistic side of me says I should go eat this pizza. It's also one of the cheaper things here. It's just greasy. It's just cheese and grease like that's not delicious that's not good eats i would like it just after a couple of those beers you might be fine (laughs) yes but they got you here you know pretty much there's nothing around here this is a cavernous place and they know that you got uh you're pretty much stuck eating their food it's fine i have auntie annie's pretzels much better much better good old cup of pretzels boy should have gone with cinnabon (laughs) uh i had this question for you when you were flying in uh, over the greater Nashville area, did it occur to you that this may be the future home of the Chicago White Sox? Well, I thought that was going to come up. I, I assume that's going to come up in the Sox podcast when they're here. 
Is, is, should Jerry, I not step on that segment? No, no. Jerry's over here, but was he actually audiences? was he circling over the area looking for land to sell the team to? Jerry knows how to count. I'm. I would hope he does. Thirty percent of nine hundred or nine million is bigger than a hundred percent of one point five million. So that's what you're trading in. The thirty percent of fans on the low end of Chicagoland to move to Nashville and get a hundred percent of this, yeah, that doesn't add up. And they're already established fans of the Cardinals, Cubs, Braves here, and so you won't get a hundred percent of that. And uh, I think it's been pretty nice though, Herb. But I also think it's a it's a franchise that's been here with the American League since the beginning. It'll be really hard for Jerry Reinsdorf to move this yeah. team, the White Sox, to Nashville or any city, especially because it's not a move up like the Brewers. I, I, if they move to Nashville, that makes sense. Right, right. This doesn't make sense for the. White I, Sox. I I completely agree with with everything you said there, Herb. I mean, coming in here, it's been a great place. I've never been to Nashville. People have been very nice so far. But at no point did I ever think this is a major league baseball city. Um, I mean, I guess, I guess they have an NFL team here, so if it's NFL team city, it can be an MLB, but I just, just didn't like, it didn't seem like you would ever have the White Sox here. Yeah, I and, hope not. And I think they're trying to do the thing where they're making the team pay for the city, pay for the stadium, too. I think they're doing that with the Titans. If, the, if that's what Jerry wants, a city to pay for a stadium, by all means, enjoy Nashville. I hope no White Sox fan or Chicagoan pays a dime for him. Or any billionaire, buy your own damn stadium. <laughs> we just don't want it to happen because we don't want to uh, lose Herb to NASH when we launch that network. Oh, Nash. Right, Nash. We don't well, want to lose it to Nash. That would be like the best. Uh, Herb would be Nash. That'd be the, yeah, I like that. Nash. NASH. Where do you work? I work at Nash. Well, what would you say? Would you say Terrible Nash baseball. or NASH? Check out, check out. Well, probably NSH. Or would it be NBLE? No, nah, they'd go, they'd go Nash and they'd be like, check out our dope merch, sick drip over at our Nash Locker. <laughs> Reds. Did you say you Stops. saw Whit Mer- Merrifield? I saw Whit Merrifield. Yeah. He was walking in the hallways right by that disgusting pizza place. And so, yeah, I said, hey, Whit. he was like kind of in a hurry. I was like, hey, Whit, good seeing you, brother. And he walked past me. He's like, thank you, and walked past me. Natalie attired, who was with the person that okay. uh, he looked like he was uh, having a conversation with. I didn't want to bother him too tough. But, yeah, he's here, ready to sign with the White Sox. A little bit of breaking news. We do expect Ben Zobris to stop by the set tomorrow. Hey-o. That should be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, and uh, our uh, scheduled guest today, Russ Dorsey, mixed up the days. He'll be here tomorrow. Beautiful. Yes. Oh, nice. So CHGO will be here uh, Tuesday and Wednesday at 2 p.m. Uh, three of us, hopefully some more special guests as, as we go forward. I think everyone's kind of getting their bearings. But to me, this has been a great first podcast. I'm having a lot of fun. I know this is going to be a great three days. Again, CHGO White Sox live on YouTube at 530. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Give us a like on your way out, too. Uh, also, CHGO Cubs with Luke uh, will be on at 7 p.m. And again, if Dylan Cease gets traded, Shohei Otani probably signs anywhere. Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll be going live with an emergency pod. So make sure you check that out. If you do not uh, subscribe to CHGO Sports, we really want you to hit that that uh, subscribe button. So it's free. Hey, I got a question for you, boss man. Okay. What happens if Otani signs with the Cubs during the White Sox podcast or flip side Cubs are doing a podcast. We got nothing going on and cease gets traded to somebody, not the Cubs. How are we going to swing that? Well, I would assume that 
Cody would yeah, we probably to... at least do a victory lap yeah. around this entire right. hotel. We have to get Cody out of jail. <laughs> so that's going to take a half hour. It will probably take yeah, a the bail Yeah, just to raise the bail money. Popping yeah. all the shit to every yeah. card. That's not something writer. that I had considered. It's not right. something I want to consider, right. Luke. So thank you for doing that. Or, or, if, or if Otani signs with somebody else to peel him off the floor. That's well, if he signs for someone else, we could probably wait. We don't need to. Uh... Yeah, it could probably wait 30, 45 minutes. But the good part is Cody's ready to be heard again. Thanks to our producer, Stephen Nicholas, who put together this set. And I think he brought a sleeping bag, and he's going to be sleeping on the set overnight just in case we have to report here. That's right. right. That That is not right. No, I'm I'm in bed tonight. It's going to be great. At least 10 hours. Stephen has had no sleep. He came straight here from... Well, not not straight here. Tell I went, us your, I went tell from Phoenix route. to Chicago. My flight was delayed. I got in at like one thirty in the morning, and then uh, I was up at four to be mm. at the airport by five. So Boy, it's been it's man. been a rough night. That's a trooper. I feel like I've gotten a little bit of a second wind here during the show, but uh, we'll see how I, I feel around seven or eight o'clock. Yeah, I'm gonna start drinking iced teas like Luke Stuckmeyer over here. See if that works. Let's do it. Tea and Cinnabon. All right, people. Thanks for joining us. We will see you again, 5.30 CHGO White Sox. Live from Nashville, the winter meetings. Kevin Kadek, Luke Stuckmeyer, Herb Lawrence. See you in a little bit. We all silly like the mayor.